Did you miss me? Did you notice I'm gone? This voice that speaks to you. Sometimes it's hard to get a word in with all the singing. But when they can't fit some song into the opening, I'll be here. It's time for the rules of acquisition. Uh, hello and welcome to the rules of acquisition, a podcast where we are going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the greatest um, goo person show <laughs> with seven seasons in it. I don't. I don't. I got nothing. My name is Wade Bowen. And with me, as always, is James Nolan. It may be the best goo show, but the best goo movie is definitely Venom, and we all know it. <laughs> right. No, uh, yeah. Get out of here, the abyss. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's water goo. It's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. really? A Ghostbusters 2 doesn't even rate. Does it? <laughs> no, no, no. All right. I don't want to. Don't want to derail it too secret much. Secret of the use. You know the secret? You suck. No, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, and James Nolan, you heard him there. And also Hugh Crawford. Hey. Yes. Today we're talking about episodes. I forgot the name of it. Yes. Oh. It's called Treachery, Faith, and the Great River. Oh, right. It's episode six out of season seven for season seven. And here is the IMDb description. Avorta offers Odo valuable information on the Dominion in exchange for asylum. Meanwhile, Nog tries his Ferengi knowledge uh, as he wheels and deals for a valuable piece of equipment for Chief O'Brien. It's back uh, to the A B baby A B, yeah. and this is a title named after the B plot, which is a little unusual, right? Well, I think it's just a list. I think the title is just a list of what goes on in the in the episode. Uh, it's <laughs> called <laughs> point, yeah. Treachery, Faith, and the Great River. So uh, I think that was. <laughs> it's like when those nineteenth century books that would just have these really long titles for whatever reason that would really you know like. I'm sure the original title of Tom Sawyer's Tom Sawyer, Paint a Fence, Fights a Wall, <laughs> Sneaks into a Cave. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's a sequel that nobody asked for to the Red Paperclip episode, right? And the uh, this is the third. This is the final trilogy, yes. This yeah, is this the, is the uh, Ferengi pick. This is the third episode of the Ferengi Pickers. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, yeah, the Godfather part three of Ferengi episodes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, and but the A-plot is all about, uh, I think you put it point as you said it in text james oh uh kira's boyfriend gets an episode yeah we get an episode about kira's boyfriend yeah i think they do some interesting thing i mean they should probably do more episodes about kira's boyfriend he he seems to be more interesting than what they've been showing so far <laughs> right this is a i mean i don't know cards out on the table kira's boyfriend being her boyfriend is kind of boring but this isn't a bad story to tell about Oh, uh, goo yeah, people, no. right? I like this the, is not a bad episode. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's not. And I think the A story, I like the A story in this. Maybe, it might, it might be a while since I've liked a story as much as I like the A story in this. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Much less an Odo story. <laughs> like it, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> this is, um, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, I in some ways, this is kind of like, that's my critique, is that they broke him needlessly, and now they've, Finally found now they got a story for him. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's the he's the antivirus. 
like, well, yeah. we don't know that yet, but well, uh, that's all laid out. It was the third. It was the third act. It was the third act reveal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. He's the he's the one that's not sick, and he's gonna. Yeah, be and you can caring. go back. Maybe you can fix them and take over them or something. Right. Oh, I, I thought it wasn't that you can fix them. They're all gonna die, but you will be the one left that everybody will worship. You'll be the good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I thought no, it was definitely gonna be. It was gonna no. It was gonna be a King Ralph situation. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it was with. The, it was going to be King Ralph situation with them all dead. You'll be the one to rule yeah, and then yeah. re- rebuild. Oh, see, I thought it was I was going with the cowpox analogy. No, 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 no. It was totally King Ralph. He never said you should go and fix these people. He said that you should let them die. Then you could take over, oh, rebuild yeah. the dominion. Oops. Into your what, you know, that would space off cooperation. Sorry to of. overbait the hook. To, <laughs> well, to, uh, Spoilers. The mythical fan who is following us episode by episode with no knowledge of what comes after. Right. Well, yeah. what works about this episode is that it is setting up the uh, serialized and the arc of the season, right? To an extent. Yeah. The end, you know. No, it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I yeah. hated the Nog story, but... I, I, See, I, I didn't even dislike the, the B-plot, the, the, the Rom, yeah. the Nog story. I, I actually like... And um, Faith and Treachery, yeah, okay. And, and there is a lot of faith in this episode and it's like i give ds9 a lot of shit for doing their their faith kind of dumb or not like not not even dumb not perfectly executing it It is being written by these people but this one actually i think does a fairly okay job with their way they talk about faith and their approach to it in this episode and we get some ferengi world building basically about ferengi religion that the great river and of commerce and everything. And I don't know. It worked for me just fine. Actually, we get a literal origin story for the Vorta. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I like. Yeah. And, so, and why like, they I mean, have their faith in their gods. And yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. And then Kira wraps it all up at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, it does. It did sort of give that. And, and that's probably, this came closest to nailing her relationship with her religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think that this came, yeah, because they can actually show the worshiper, you know, reluctant God story. And, you know, it's sort of what this is. Yeah, yeah. And so extrapolating that, yeah, no, it, it, it was a natural melding. I liked it. Yeah. Ta- speaking of natural melding, if we want to jump in and just break this one down, <laughs> at the opening scene here, just it's just like it kicks it right off with some some bow chica <laughs> like lower lower deeper deeper oh yeah that's that spot work on it and uh some, some goose eggs man that's straight up goose eggs it's, he's giving her a back massage <laughs> come on we know we don't know where that goo is actually doing right now. Uh, i hope this taught you a lesson yeah, and they do the, the uh, like, the boys are, uh, I don't know if they're doing a clever use of light motifs or they're just uh, infantile, but the... Uh, <laughs> I can do infantile. Kira always talks about sex as a spring ball analogy yeah. or handball or whatever spring the fuck ball they call it. Spring, yeah. spring ball. Yeah, yeah. Photos the, hitting those back it's, walls. <laughs> it's always a euphemism for sex yeah. with Kira. So... Yeah, you got to work on your backhand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we see the goo on her back. It's, and it's, it's, it's the first time that they've showed us Gooey Odo in a long time, isn't uh, it? Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen him turn into jack shit, but at least he's turning into goo on her. Yeah. 
He's going her up. All right, I'm I'm done with my infantile sex uh, innuendos. I'm I'm sorry. I apologize, everyone. I'm filthy. Uh, I'm I'm not filthy. I'm I'm just. I've, well, it's there. Bad. There were. It was supposed to be a bit of sex there at the beginning. Yeah. I I, I watched this in the next episode together. Which episode has the where they go where they completely switch over to shitty computer graphic fights? Um, it was this, this one. I thought I it mean, was where they're going through the ice comet. The ice, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like a PC game from the nineties. Yeah, y- yes, it looks like. Yeah, it's it's clearly a different style of computer or of of rendering. It's the first time we. I think we're probably the first time that we're seeing. No, probably not. But th- there was lots of. It looked like a PC game. You were watching it on your HD high definition television. No, you looked at it again. It's a totally different. They they're clearly. Trying new technology. Yeah. This is ninety eight. I mean, oh, this yeah. is after when? When did this? This come? is definitely. They're definitely doing computer graphics. Yeah, I think it looks better than the CGI on on Babylon Five. Yes, worse than everything else. Yeah, but it looks like that. I mean, it looks like they're doing a new thing. Like they got a new program. Yeah, yeah. Like it looks like it's made in the Unreal Engine. Is what totally, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. They they got they've been playing Quake. Yeah. Yes, yes. So that's what it looks like, and that they just started that this episode, right? I think they've or, been using computer graphics for a little bit, but and it's the next. Is, it's the Klingon episode. It's the next one where it looks like clearly looks like Fire uh, Firefox or what is Star Fox? Uh, I have, have Star Fox sixty four. Yeah, it's all radiant line gra- yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, gradient. Yeah, mm. gradient. Uh, whatever. I haven't watched the next episode, so I don't know. Mm. Quark's bar is down. The Defiance down. They, this is where we get the red paperclip stuff. Uh, and then Nog is like, hey, uh, the captain really wants that stabilizer and you can't get it. And he's like, no, I can't get it. I'm fucked. And then Nog is going to do the, yeah, yeah, we yeah, we know what that plot does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's it's that he takes, yeah, that this kind of schmoozy thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't enjoy these. I, I mean, it's it's there to show what, the Ferengi as a people can contribute to an extent for what Nog material he, he materialism, can... rent seeking, favoritism, corruption. It's not <laughs> even corruption. It's just knowing what people want and being there for him. It's him. Like it's this idic or this diversity. Like he, he... I defined corruption one way. You defined it the way Bross Tweed would have. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no. It just takes care of your friends. That's all, buddy. They know. <laughs> You're just uh, taking care of your friends. I have lots of friends. They have lots of needs. Maybe your friend has something I need. They come to me because I can take care of things. Yeah. It's not no corruption. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess if Starfleet doesn't own anything, they're like, they're like fine, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. Yeah. It, I do like the the scarcity stuff. Like, that's the war stuff that's fun. Like, that. Those mm-hmm. I like war stories. I like movies and shows set in war. And this is the type of story you'd see. Like, I mean, it's literally, I think it's Catch-22, isn't it? Isn't this Catch-22? Yeah. Like, what's the name of the character in Catch-22 that's like the guy, the wheeler dealer? Not Yozarin, but the other one. No, and it's not Major, Major, Major. Yeah, no. It's one of those. Yeah. But, I mean, it's literally, I think it's probably, ba- they probably say it's based on Catch-22. Oh, probably. I'm sure that they <laughs> because, But that this idea of, like, you know, we need this for the, the our platoon, but mm-hmm. you have to go do that, but you have to, you know, that's fine. Those are good stories. So I'm not here to, I'm not here to bury it. It, it is familiar here. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And the Great River is a nice, I don't know, like, for, like, oh, this is what Frankie religion, how it makes sense and how it's not just 
it's like okay fine they you know whatever mm. it's fine every there are millions of planets and each planet has a lot of one thing and maybe not as much of the other and then you find what the people want i mean whatever it's it's capitalism yeah he's but it's the great material continuum right yeah and that's the it's a romantic uh, way of looking at a shitty thing <laughs> that's, that's that's my that's my whole thing and i'm not trying to you know i'm like uh, don't don't go pinko, James. Don't go pinko. <laughs> no, like, go. I was like, my main issues with this is that I just find it morally reprehensible what he's doing. <laughs> sure. But I do find it fun. Yes, yes, Conrad, I understand. Yeah, yeah, and it's not. It wouldn't be that bad if it wasn't trying. You know, but trying it, to sugarcoat something that's destructive. Yes, part of mindset is yeah. Part mm-hmm. of Starfleet is supposed to be aspirational, and when they join in on these shenanigans, it's a bummer. It ruins the aspiration. It's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Even pure communism has a certain amount of, like. Oh, most definitely. I would think. Yeah, yeah. In, in its form, yeah. Most yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's negative. It's yeah. Yeah, I mean, you want to, you know, you want the the whole point is to have, you know, to try and not. Yeah, yeah. You have to do your mindset where you can imagine, where the point is not to achieve basic material goals, acquiring materialism at all costs, and that seems to be. From Cisco putting it, I'm up to it, and yeah, oh, Cisco was absolutely mm-hmm. kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah, and it and it always used to be, you know, it, it is playing on the trope of the Scotty. You yes, know, I can't do it, Captain. I need a lease. Mm-hmm. You know, and that I get that that they're trying to take that to a logical extreme, but once once you know, some things we don't need to look at too closely, right? And that sort of leadership command, we talked about that. I think that came up in the Discovery podcast. Is that, you know, when you start looking at that as a leadership model, like it is pretty, it does lead to a lot of bad, you know, when you seek efficiency above all other things. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's a little bit of. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. It's a bummer to see your space friends go through that. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah. And so, and you create all of these things and then, you know, you end up doing a thing and then somebody you fucked over in a trade says, you know, when we that's us versus them. And then it creates a mindset. So mm-hmm. it, I mean, tra- it's the problem of trade. We've had to deal with this our whole lives. You know, everybody has a trade, but what Star Trek promises that we're beyond that sort of petty trading. And th- but the, it's a bummer to not have those stories to tell. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it's I get it. I just I look at these things and I kind of roll my eyes now. I, I don't have a, a, at this point at this year where I'm at. I just don't have a stomach for that kind of stuff. <laughs> sure. Sure. So, uh, yeah. But Odo has gotten the message from Gull Rousseau, who's his informant that he was pretty sure died. But he has to go anyway. He owes him that much. And then he goes. It turns out that it's actually a Wayun that wants to defect. And he's like, I will give Voto credit. He's like, fuck you. This is a, I'm, I don't believe you. It's like, why? Like, Odo doesn't believe the guy for a second. But the guy's like, no, no, seriously. He's like, of course, I'm paranoid. Everybody's trying to kill me. And why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they flee. And then they figure out, well, the guy's, eat, he's eating pizza with chopsticks and <laughs> they get a message from uh damar and another wayun what mm-hmm. uh we learned that the wayun that we knew before has already died this is wayun wayun five that we knew the last one we saw was, was murdered in a uh, suspicious transporter accident clearly it's probably damar did it but the wayun seven can't prove anything but this wayun is defected and they want Odo to turn him over, but Odo was not going to... Odo's never going to turn over a prisoner, and he doesn't like the prisoner that's mm-hmm. calling him a god, and I'm not a god, I'm a security officer. 
damn it. <laughs> <laughs> then the uh, Wayun and Damar back on Cardassia Prime are like, shit, we gotta we gotta take this guy out. But the Wayun doesn't want to kill a founder, of course, and knows that he's fucked if he kills a founder. That but Damar is like, well, we just won't let them know that it's a founder. Mm-hmm. The Jim Hadar can't know that there's a founder on that ship, but they're gonna blow him up, and the founders will never find out Wayun. So chill and just go along with it and he does i like that i like i like that they have these that the wayuns do have i I do like that there's like a spark of individuality to all of these wayuns yeah yeah. and it's because of what they see you know that changes their perspective but you had you know the good the you know the five it it plays on like beautifully that we forgot to the you know that i assume you know Mm -hmm. that fans forgot that it's a clone because we spent so much time with this one jeffrey combs clone (laughs) well yeah yeah and then they start doing like you're oh yeah i forgot they do but they're so duplicitous uh you know that whenever he says he wants to defect and odo so suspect you know because it's yeah. his nature and because you can't trust anything Wayne says mm. it feels like that's my one complaint about this about this episode is that you don't know because there's been so many tricky slippery dominion episodes uh-huh, you know uh-huh. like the, mm-hmm. there's that one episode in the cave yeah yeah where oh yeah yeah, yeah. right right mm-hmm. and there was like a third act turn in that so i you know you're kind of watching this expecting like a third the third act turn and you don't realize that this way is serious or like earnest until he kills himself yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. i couldn't remember if it was a third act turn or not either right mm-hmm. and that's what sort of ear like those earlier scenes probably would have had more weight if there was some way for the for the audience to know that he if was your guard if your guard wasn't a yeah or if there was some way to, for them to like yeah like show how serious he was without killing himself i guess <laughs> mm-hmm. yes yeah that was yeah, yeah. wayun six was found defective defect he wants to defect he's defect well and mm-hmm. the uh the cloning process is delicate wayun seven says and it, but it's sometimes they're defective, but it's never happened with the Wayun before. But uh, this one, this one, maybe he isn't even defective because yeah. it turns out that he he knows he got this inside information after well, Salome Jen's changeling comes in and looks and and Damar <laughs> sexy is like, grandma looking more grandma than ever, <laughs> right? And he's like, damn girl, you look like shit. <laughs> they actually do her a visual favor. By making her so wrinkled and then straightening it out to the way we remembered her. We go, oh, yeah, that she looks a little younger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there's something going on there. And then we learn later that friend Wayun has learned... That the the Vorta not the the founders are all sick with something and they're all gonna die and then that's we 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 touched on that. <laughs> you almost brought up that Zavar says to her, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you like. Ugh. He goes, "You got some shit on your face. It's bad. I don't know <laughs> what is what is this." <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Like, Demar's <laughs> completely tactless. I love that, like, yes, yes, Demar's fucking not give a fuck this, or, like, his, resi- his uh, disengagement. Yeah, yeah. Right. In, in all of these scenes, it's really great. I love it. And, I, and, I, and I'm, yeah, I'm sure that I'm reading into it, because I know where it's going, but it 
because I could just be, you know, if I'm sure if I was watching it in the moment, it would have probably just, oh, he's just dumb. They just keep showing that he's dumb. But now, you know, it's just that he's really disengaged. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's clear that the the one way you suspects him for being involved in the transporter pad accident because he's like you were supposed to be on that transporter pad that fucked up and killed Wayun five and he's like i mm-hmm. i don't know anything about that and it's like okay uh. <laughs> yes yes it's all made, and they're hiding they're about to try to kill a founder but that's the it's almost it's the way seven's individuality is just as is just as interesting as as sixes yeah yeah because you know i don't think Wayun five would have ever shot tried to kill a founder oh no but yeah he's they 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 have some sense of self-preservation it seems like mm-hmm. and you know the one guy's insistent that everybody's trying to kill him and i guess they are yeah. and the other guy is like well yeah also oh we did get rule 168 rule of acquisition back to the b plot but Keep it on the down low. Yeah, yeah be discreet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> or the rule is whisper your way to success. So that, that, that mm-hmm. happened. Uh, be, be discreet. That was uh, <laughs> what Rock Hudson told all of us. <laughs> well, that, that's a whole different... You, you know what? Uh, I bet there's a certain amount of repressed people in the uh, Ferengi religion <laughs> Ferengi gay culture is that i hope that gets touched on on old man picard yeah right. uh, the, for, yes the lgbtq uh, Ferengi storyline i'm i'm right you know what the the prostitution rules and culture in Ferengi is probably very fascinating mm-hmm. and gross and lots of ear stuff and oh we learned that oh uh the great material continuum you learn about that. We learn about that while we still have our first set of ears. It's something Nog says. Yeah, that's pretty weird. And I, so their ears fall off. They're like baby teeth. That's weird. I guess. Yeah. I hate that. I hate thinking about that because <laughs> yeah. that's their sexual or like an erogenous zone. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So their dicks my, fall the, off. Well, yeah, my lose. baby dick. When I lost my milk dick. <laughs> yeah, I don't like any of it. I don't like that. <laughs> I put it under my pillow and the dick fairy came <laughs> <laughs> Or just, maybe it's like, uh, uh, well, that's, y'all don't know Discovery. It's uh, Vaharai and Kelpians, where it just turns black and shrivels and falls off. Their dick? And they go under their dicks. Right. Uh, their, 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 their head dicks, yes. Wait, uh, <laughs> wait. Their heads fall off or their dicks fall off? Kelpians. Their head dicks, I believe I said. Their, their ganglia. That's that's the whole plot thing. They it's, fuck with their ganglia. No, no, but they they look like dick or genitalia like no. things. They fall off eventually when they go through puberty. They're, oh, okay, okay. Uh, okay. That's sorry. Spoilers, right. spoilers for Star Trek Discovery. It's not as bad this time, but never mind. I've said too much. <laughs> <laughs> it made me think that there was a whole plot about dick aliens whose dicks fall off, and that was. Not, I was, uh, was going to have to resubscribe. No, <laughs> right. But, only um, only uh, wildly metaphorical dicks that I am taking way out of context. Ah, and, okay. And the nerds will yell at me for being wrong about... Uh, anyways. Um, but back on Deep Space Nine... <laughs> I'm just thinking... No, I'm just thinking about that. Uh, Wayun has nightmares in his sleep where he's back on Earth. And, and then he's like, Odo, will you question me when we get to earth and odo's like yeah maybe i will do that you pet the bunnies or whatever no um mm-hmm. yeah. then then they 
they blow up a Jem'Hadar ship by he knows that there's a weakness in the dorsal field junction where the shields are weakness weakest and Wayun Six feels bad for killing Dominion subjects. And then we get into the the more religious kind of faith stuff where Odo, Mm -hmm. we get the, has it ever dawned on you that the reason that you think of the founders as gods is because they built that into you? And he's like, well, yeah, no shit. Of course they did. Mm, Yeah. Why? why But he tells the story of like them, that they actually did sort of do them a big kindness. Right. That's. Yeah, that's a yeah. scene later. But yeah, why be a god if no one wa- if there's no one to worship you? But yeah, then later he does give the Vorta origin mm-hmm. story of where they were little apes and hollowed out trees. How the Vorta got its spots. Yeah, they helped a they helped a founder, and then the founder promised to bless their species with an important role in the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, because they were being chased by the evil solids when these little monkey people. <laughs> and even if that's not like bullshit, even if they implanted it and then that, yeah, I mean that, that's a, that's a story. That's a mm-hmm. they were at least given a story, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that works. I thought uh, mm-hmm. Nog also stole Martok's blood wine. That's a thing. They send four more Jem'Hadar ships after Odo and and the Wayun, and they're they're fucked. So he they go into a uh, a Kuiper belt to hide which is an asteroid built full of ice comets then they go inside a hide inside of a comet and Wayun is like oh you are a god to have such a great idea no one's ever thought of turning off your engines and silent running next to something that's never happened before in any sci-fi franchise i've ever heard of uh, <laughs> this is where you do have the thing that just fucking boggles my mind odo's dying because he's running out of air and he's freezing yeah it's all of which is established that odo probably existed for centuries in a gelatinous state out in, in space. space yeah so there is no odo has psychological regen- psychological need james he- yeah, <laughs> sure. it was sympathy it was sympathy pains yeah i mean I, I guess there is a way you could read the scene as he's just talking about Wayun because Wayun's like, oh, I'm I'm running out of breath, and then but then Odo says, well, yeah, there's only enough oxygen in here for three hours, and then he's also shivering and cold, obviously too. Yeah, so. and Wayun way would be willing to die, but he didn't want the founder to die too. Yeah, but, and the founder wouldn't have died. Right, so. right. That brings up a lot of questions that. Oh shit! They found us anyways. Never mind. Yeah. Turn, so I went and checked on Memory Alpha, and Memory Alpha is like, "It's not entirely clear why." <laughs> yeah. And then it, it, so like it, you know, because they have to treat the story as canon, right? So they can't. They can't. Alpha, Memory Alpha can't say they fucked up, but they fucked up. Yeah. Well, it's like way back in that season one episode where Odo saving a space Mormon. And the guy just clubs him over the head and knocks him unconscious. It's like, that doesn't make sense either, you know? Yeah. He doesn't get a concussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, why would... It's not entirely, entirely clear how can get a concussion. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that was something weird. But then, yeah, then the Jem'Hadar are just blowing up all the Comet Ices and... Almost all of the next of Discovery Season 3 will be explaining how changelings do need to do air. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. They need to fix that canon story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, they, they've had it planned from the beginning. You just have to have... Or appropriated into the third canon. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just got to have faith that they know what they're doing, okay? Uh, they don't. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, but I'm not here to shit talk. You joke, but I I say geez because there are some people who actually believe that. That's what galls me. I think. Oh yeah, 
I mean, yeah, I, they that the faith that they have faith that the, these people actually know what they're doing. You're right. They have an I'm with track bumper sticker. It's not about knowing what they're doing. It's just about low hanging fruit. These writers are just doing whatever shit's easiest yes. for them at the moment. Mm, right. And yes. they don't give two shits if, if if a widget was called a wudget, you know, 30 years mm-hmm. ago on some dumb show that they, you know. I think yeah. I th- whether they know what they're doing or not is up for debate. But I do think they know a lot of references. They know how to make their references to the old thing, but they don't know how to put yeah, and now that we're talking about this, but wasn't Star Trek one of the first fandoms that made fandom maintenance like a cornerstone of its fandom? Oh yeah, where like they had to service the fans, and that's why look how much science and we have science teams of scientists that go through and prove our scripts and all that sort of shit. That's like a maintenancing of the fandom, and then we have a we have a lore guy on and. You know, that came to all fandoms later, you know, yeah. gatekeeping minutia is, is everything. But it seems like that was, when I was growing up, that was just Star Trek. Right. Yeah. That's why I was like, fuck Star Trek, you know? Yeah. And I had like, I, I had clear divisions between left brain and right brain science fiction that was mm-hmm. Star Trek on one side and Star Wars on the other. And I was, you know, that yeah. kind of thinking, but now it's all the same shit across the board yeah and when i I, when i remember back i thought that like that probably spoke to like efficacy like the writers really were doing all of that but now after spending all of this time caretaking deep space nine i now see that it's it's not it is very slapdash and they are a bunch of storytellers telling stories and wanting to own them themselves and not to be a part of a much greater, you know. Yeah. They're not the vort. They're not Vortas. They're cowboys. And they're trying to tell you the story. Yes. It's yeah. the easiest thing to say at the time to make the plot do what they need it to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Because they're, because they've got their pitch to Tom Cruise about Mission Impossible 2 tomorrow. <laughs> right. And, you know. There's a certain, there's a weird push pull intention with that where. Yeah. The fans want that. And then the writer, like could do that the writers absolutely don't want that but then have to pretend like they want that yeah 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 and then the producers like berman didn't honestly give that shit about that stuff too so there's mm. bleed down for that yeah but yeah um but this episode he just likes big breasts on his lead <laughs> right yeah yeah that's good enough for me he's a man who knows what he's about <laughs> right <laughs> What's that line from Boogie Nights? I'm just a man who likes butter up my ass and lollipops in my mouth <laughs> 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 That's Rick Berman. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, yeah. Then uh, Wayun kills himself, and Odo feels pretty bad about it. He literally has a button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I don't know what I thought. It was like he hit a button. It, well, it's like he he almost he pinched a nerve in his like a pressure point. Yeah, it looked like he pushed a button though. Yeah, yeah, it totally. looked like he just it looks. That's the, the irony of going on and on and on about how much the, the founders did for your species, and then like going out by pushing a button under your chin. <laughs> I mean. That's yeah. he went on and on and on about how much better situation that that the you know they're in, and then mm-hmm. they're like boop, then it's all over. it's that's right. pretty messed up. Yeah, and he's he's like they they told me that it would be quick and painless, but it's not. This fucking hurts, and it's taken forever. They say voluntary termination is quick and painless. I'm afraid it's not true. And he, they they the makeup looks good. He's got the blue splotchy stuff on his face when he's dying, and mm-hmm. and he's like. 
yeah, he's got a little, I'm a cop. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> but he's like, give me your blessing. And Odo doesn't want to give it to him, but he's like, fine. Because it turns out, like you said, like we're waiting for this third act turn to, uh, but it turns out this, what this Wayun was really planning to defect. But, mm-hmm. you know, and he is, a, he's not exactly defective. He's loyal to the founders and he found the founder that wasn't going to die and he wanted to follow and serve him. And then he sacrifices himself because he doesn't want the founder to die. And Odo was kind of shook by that because he's like, fuck, man. But he's like, okay, you have my blessing and lets the guy die peacefully. Please, Odo, tell me I haven't failed, that I've served you well. You have, and for that you have my gratitude. My blessing. And then he, he goes back to his girlfriend and he's like, That's that was fucked up and she's like, No man, I get it. Mm-hmm. That was like the yeah, like he saw his God smiling at him and he he died a lucky man, she says. I like, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I like that. That was a that was a well done the way that Yeah, you know, that that part of it, you know, it's largely all of these there's not a lot that you can write about religion in a non specific way because uh it's all incredibly personal. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's what, you know, Kira just makes a statement. It's not like, it's not, that's not a vague statement. That's a very real statement. It's just a very weird statement, you know, like, to die for my God would make me very happy. And that's not, I'm saying it's weird to me. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously not weird. Right. It's obviously a very common sentiment being held. But that's the way to write about religion is you, that you give these sort of, you have a dramatic case and then you then you have this, Someone contextualizes it personally. Right. And that's probably the close you're really going to get to mining religion, unless you're going into very, like, you know, exegesis shit, like very specific stuff. Right, right. And she she even points out the stuff that, you know, like, she's like, look, Odo, I know that they are just wormhole aliens to most everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. but to me, they're gods. And, you know, like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have to prove it. It's just the, my faith that that's what I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to prove it with science because it's not a provable thing with science. I just believe it and I don't have to prove it. And, you know, that, that is the most honest kind of their way to. Yeah. And that I like, and that I do it and I believe it. And if not because of, it, it, it a and aid of because it gives my life purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and, and the show seems to respect that in the same way that they were respectful of Worf Stovacor shenanigans for Jadzia too. You know, like mm-hmm. nobody. You know, yeah, yeah. And the, and her with Wayun dying, she's like, okay, well, that's he died. Pe- that good for him. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. and that it's not like that. It still flummoxes Odo, you know, I, and mm-hmm, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it almost makes me think that they might. Do more stories uh, uh, with about Kira's boyfriend. <laughs> you think? <laughs> um, so maybe this isn't just a one-off this season. Huh. No, um, but no. I, all joking aside, I do think that they they did sort of circle back to getting. I mean, this was a very much needed uh, getting his character back on some line right. somewhere. You know, because I mean, literally, he just he just ran off the road, and they we've ditched him there for a while now, and so his character has you know, like I I mapped out earlier as a spoiler, you know, but also that it is his people are dying, he's not, mm-hmm. he can end this war, 
there's a lot of ways that he can be very pivotal and changing, you know, so that's now they reminded you of that. And, and, you know, so there we go. I don't know what they go from there, but you know, and it is a much diminished, it's like, you remember after Weezer released the green album, like in several other albums, people would randomly say to you for the next decade, oh no, this album, they're back on track. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you know, uh, and you, you know that it's not, but you let them have that. Yeah. yeah. But no, but I'm not going to be the dick says, says fuck you for like enjoying Weezer. You know, have knock yourself out with Hurley. Yeah. But maybe there is like a way that they got back on some kind of track. Yeah. Yeah. And that would, I think that's where we are with Odo. I don't think that we can, we can't ever reach the highs of our promised years, but we're not, we're not in the ditch. Right. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so. Cisco gets his desk back. It disappeared. Oh, yes. And Martok gets his 16 cases of uh, 2309, which was a good vintage, and even better than the vintage that Nog stole from, that his wife delivered to him. And his cousin Gant is a is a booze dealer and has ten cases of sorry and brandy, which is Cisco's favorite. And O'Brien is like, There might be something to this great river, blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> this cap this this crony capitalism, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> that that is sort of that was my issue with it. It was just it's kinda of like Nog has spe- uh, super he's got super capitalism powers. Right. And uh, well, it's, it's, it's a pretty simple barter system, which I mean, arguably might be more pure than hoarding capital, you know? Mm. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's but it, it well, it's it's throwing around it's the it's shenanigans, it's the credit default swaps, it's right, all of this way to you know make a you know to make a dollar ten out of a dollar. And but but what he's talking about in this episode isn't that as much, it's just like getting what you need and getting by figuring out mm. the red paper clip game <laughs> yeah and i think that it's this yeah but i i think can you ever can you ever get rid of that in any political or financial system well i mean this sort of trading ste- stealing trading like cutting backroom deals all of those kinds of stuff are i mean I guess it is a little bit of because he does get O'Brien's command codes. Yes, but he's he, got, he got permission. To, no, he got permission to do that, and and O'Brien agreed to look the other way. I mean, are you being his lawyer? I'm just saying, <laughs> as long as it wasn't something that was going to get court martialed. So, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 getting away with what you can get away with to profit, and it it is a it seems to be a my and I'm not I'm not I'm not even this is a little yeah yeah no I'm. I'm just playing devil's advocate. This is the B plot of this. But if, but if this goes down the wrong road, you could say, that doesn't ruin the show for me. And I'm not saying that either. <laughs> but it is like a little bit that he saw, you know, that he solved it with these. It, it, it was like, oh, Nog, you've got special pa-. It was special powers. It was. Yeah, it was uh, Ferengi. He used a superpower. More like what is great about Ferengis they they can do this yeah right yeah and so i think that yes i think it shows it in a this kind of sh- these kind of sh- shenanigans as a glorious thing where these things end up you know being the problem <laughs> in this world these kinds of yeah yeah uh unplanned uh, backroom favoritists you know right. rent seeking too much of anything and then but if he were doing it to accumulate power but he's just trying to get his friend something that he, he needs Right, that's a better. That's a better way. No, he's bird. doing. I mean, he 
this is his religion, and his religion is to acquire profit. But th- that's in this, he's not looking to acquire profit. He's trying. To, he's getting his friend the thing that he needs. It, but like, through the like, through the powers of like yeah, like, he, by, by like you know, he's not. He's he's literally profiting. But he's but yeah, I getting mean, what yeah. he needs at a lower cost to himself. I agree. When carried when carried through to its logical. And and insisting on mm. on this is is where your your worth comes from. Yes, it, it's definitely a problem, but he's he's fixing a problem here. The system was supposed to work. This is this, the the problem is is the, I'm saying that there is a system, and it's an equitable. Theoretically, they tell us it's an equitable system. So there is a system. He was supposed to wait the fucking seven days to get the stable gravity stabilizer for the fucking Defiant. And when his boss tells him, you fucking do it or you can, you're out on the fucking space street. Right. So it's like, Cisco's he's supposed fault. to say, yeah, I'm saying that I don't like anything about this plot. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not blaming anybody's being shitty. It's oh, the yeah, yeah. plot that I don't like. But yeah, so, and then he, but the system said it was supposed to be there in seven days and it's an equitable system. It's not a corrupted system. So, but what Nog is saying, well, I can, you know, we can fuck around and get around all of that. And that works, but what happens, that works because it worked. Like when a guy jumps, you know, in a movie where they jump from the one building to the, jump over the alleyway. Uh And all the movies, that works because they make it work. Yeah. (laughs) But when it doesn't work, you follow the street. And when, what Nog, the the bullshit that Nog is doing works five percent of the time it's the 95 percent that that calamity happens and people get fucked over right well i think i just i just see it in this instance that with him his end goals actually change a little like it's just a system for me it's like i mean i'm just i'm just arguing to argue at this point like but it's not an immoral it's just the what he's doing his goals aren't immoral and therefore, like if if he were accumulating no, things I mean, just to not... sit on this capital and 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 hold it and not let anybody else have access to it, mm-hmm. that's where the bigger uh, problems arise. Where hmm. as I don't. But how did he get these superpowers? How did Nog get these superpowers? That's uh, because this is Ferengi culture, and this is what Ferengi culture can contribute. And what and what's the and and what's its end point? What's Ferengi culture's end point? Well, uh, maybe maybe there will be reforms with the Grand Nagus, and and they will con- build and uh, progress to a more equitable society. I don't know. Be the great, the for... great holistic continuum, not the great material, the great spiritual continuum. Yeah, no, I mean, just yeah. I don't know. I mean, arguably, spoilers that might be where they go with the Ferengi arc of the series. But yeah, it, it's, it's to some degree, but I don't. I think, yeah. I mean, that's bringing in extra stuff. I don't like the story. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying to play, like, say, well, you know, there's, there's some, uh, some, <laughs> the capitalism's not all bad. I mean, I'm just being, I'm just being contrary for uh, Yeah, I, that, I think that's what they're saying. Yeah. Yes. And I go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I noticed. <laughs> I got nothing else, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know where to go. They're like, yeah. 
At least he's not hoarding capital. That's all I was glad. But, but yeah, I right. mean, he would if it would help Chief O'Brien. I mean, that's true. Yeah. yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, you're yeah. you're like at least he isn't. Well, that's what I'm, I, as I'm saying. I agree. When carried out to its logical ends, it does start yes. corrupting yeah. things. I agree with mm-hmm. you on that. What if he did it next week? He said I was having fun last week, or the next week where he does it just so that they have a spare stabilizer, <laughs> but that fucks the ship out of a stabilizer. Right, right, yeah, somewhere, that, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. manipulating the system for advantageous trade is capitalism yeah but a little a little capitalism even in a socialist economy is not the not the most horrible thing it'll always exist to some degree yes yes but it won't but it's not because you can't get you can't stamp that out entirely no matter i i I don't know that they have a they have a cancer-free world yeah yeah and then you have an alien race that loves cancer (laughs) and then that's a voyager plot actually or and you have you have yeah they love or the Xenomorphic trilogy or whatever from the I don't know what you're yeah the, that book we read uh, Hugh uh, with the tentacle fucking uh, oh with the the Octavia Butler book yeah Octavia Butler the Dawn yeah Dawn uh, yeah oh oh yeah 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 <laughs> those aliens love some cancer yeah yes but I'm saying that like they you have a cancer free society and then they got like an alien race that just loves and just has and dies of cancer all the time. Just loves and dies of cancer. Can't get enough of it. And then uh and then you have them on the ship and then you have a story where the cancer helps out the the his buddy and then the buddy goes, Hey, tell me a little bit more about that cancer. It's just weird. It's <laughs> like I don't know. It should be beyond this. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the way I view it. Sure, sure. Why you introduce this shit back into your society I, if oh, you didn't? If you maybe if you have a need for this, then no. maybe it's just a an, an inextricable part of society, though. I mean, that's an argument, but that's not the argument of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the argument of most stories is that <laughs> politics cannot be overcome because it's a part of some sort of innate human weakness. So these will all, we will always have these things. Yeah, no, I mean, that's most stories. It's just, isn't that, that's not Star Trek, right? Right, and this posits if it's not always a weakness, but. <laughs> yes, uh, what, what DS9 has slowly done to the Star Trek mythos is made it into just every other story, <laughs> which is fine, because it. <laughs> they're, they're, fucking, they're fucking up my luxury gay space communism. Yes, yes, I was promised luxury gay space communism. So, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, uh, yeah, we got that, and we got religion creeping into this episode. Fuck it, I like man. the religion Never stuff. Never mind. Was... I'm writing it off. It's ruinous Star Trek. That was well handled. I don't, I don't, that, that, that was one thing. But, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, and I, the other stuff, Nogs, look, I like Aaron Eisenberg and uh-huh. Colmini. It wasn't like, it's fine. They could have had a story about how Julian tries to fuck another yeah. patient, and it would have like made me want to stab my eyes out. So this was this <laughs> this was better than that. So this wasn't the worst. So. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I think I guess we're at a stopping point. <laughs> you, we're waiting on you to be impatient and tell us what numbers do we have. <laughs> no, man. I'm. I feel like we we've rode a wave. We found a wave, and we rode it for a little while. I'm just trying to see if. You know, no, we're saying, yeah, you can, you can, oh, yeah, oh, you're, you're, you're working on an idea, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't see, I think we, yeah, I'm in the, the, the still water now, I've slowly washed the shore. <laughs> oh, well, okay, well, let's, let's talk about the rewatch meter then. How about that? That's what we we're waiting on you to do, yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the way the waves are lapping at my ankles, yeah, <laughs> I've ridden the wave in, I mean, uh, rewatch meter, huh? Uh, uh 
I'm going to give this one a seven. I really like the... I really like. I'm the, putting this one at a six. I really like the religion plot. I think I had it something. I don't know. I think it rolled a ball a little bit. I mean, I think it did something with it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven for James. Seven for James. I was maybe I'm just in a mellow mood today. I like this episode too, but I'm gonna put it at a six. A six for Wade. Write that on the Discord for people. The what? <laughs> we have some random ass episode where I liked it the most. yeah Yeah, that's all good stuff yeah uh yeah i liked uh all right well what do you guys think the good people of imdb think of this uh 7.1 oh man oh god uh (laughs) 6.8 you guys hold on to your hats because the people of imdb think this is straight fire they think this <laughs> Whoa! they got this 928 votes this is at 8.3 whoa whoa i mean it was now it, that I i'm think... okay with that but it's like all right this was like a 50 degree day for us <laughs> and the people of imdb think this is not something it's like the best thing they ever laid eyes on wait so this is a fan favorite episode not about race that i like more than <laughs> I did now once you said that I was like oh yeah I read that it was on somebody's top 10 list of DS9 episodes and I don't oh, and really? I was like oh fuck I forgot that but it, it, yeah I mean they don't talk about it much on memory alpha being very pr- they're not they're not smelling their own farts <laughs> the writers aren't on about the episode so right I mean it was a well executed pretty good episode I guess and it it kicks off the Hey, it, Odo has a story again. So they fixed I guess it, that, yeah. yeah. Maybe they were just, yeah, it was the, yeah. <laughs> hey, Odo's, Odo, we can play with Odo again for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cine Fantastique called it the 10th best episode of Deep Space Nine. So. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm glad to be low on it, I guess. Yeah. I think it's just, it's funny to me that it's such a highly rated Deep Space Nine I, I, maybe. I think it speaks it speaks to how often I think Deep Space Nine shits the bed and people <laughs> don't realize it. So when something yeah. like this comes along, they're like, oh my god. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that like just the general good feeling about the show gets you through the dark times until you have to talk about it for an hour on a podcast and then the, 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 the dark times <laughs> creep in. Uh, <laughs> now, yeah, maybe. Like, yeah, I guess like people watch it's like well i don't have anything bad to say about this i guess i give it a nine and i guess that i'm starting to think about it is like why is it a fan favorite and i guess of the three uh nog has capitalist superpower shows the red paper clip ones this one's the one with the most stakes yeah like the the baseball card one felt especially like almost aggressively light weight and tone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I, even people who like it say it's almost aggressively uplift, you know, guileless or whatever, whimsy. Yeah. And the first one's just the first season episode, so yeah, right. There's no Jake in this one. There's no Jake. The stakes are higher. You have you're playing off Colmini, and he can pitch things at a little bit more of a mm-hmm. you know you know engaging sort of tone so maybe maybe this mm-hmm. of those episodes this is the best version of that and the ace plot is good so uh eh, yeah maybe i can see i think yeah you're right this is yeah well. maybe yeah yeah this might be indicative of because that's what i said at the beginning i said i like this i'm trying to remember 
an episode I liked as much since I liked an episode as much as this, and it might be Pale Moonlight. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I was, I, I maybe I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is a stealth one. Man. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh surprise, oh that one's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, this could have been in the fifth season. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they'd done this in the fifth season and just and glided and and left out all that six season Odo stuff. Yeah. I remember it was that when Saturday Night Live was on the ascendancy, Eric Idle would do interviews and stuff and randomly and he would say which one of the people like could John Belushi have been in Monty Python and Eric Idle No. He goes, Chevy Chase, yeah. Or something like that. And I think we could hold the fifth season to that. Is this fifth season? Could this have been in the fifth season? And eh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so All right. Yeah. Well All right. I think that's it for this. Next week Yeah. Next week, uh Core. Oh, we get core. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Another wharf. Yeah. Dehar. What? What kind of master? The a Dehar master. That you'll hear that a lot next week. Uh, All right. An aged core requests an opportunity to die with honor as a warrior. Same. Next week, yes. <laughs> me too. There's um, <laughs> some interesting stuff on that. There's some interesting stuff in that episode. It's about like, should we let grand- granddad drive? Or you know, yeah, yeah. Should we let? <laughs> grand- <laughs> All right. On that note, should we? It's, have- it's basically True Detective season three. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what do people do if they want to get a hold of us or give us money? Uh, well, they should just they should give us money. Um, <laughs> go to uh, yeah. Kickers of Elves dot com uh, or Patreon dot com slash Kickers of Elves for all that Patreon content, 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 or uh, give us a call at nine one seven four zero eight three eight nine eight and let us know what you think, and we'll get around to uh, an episode at some point if we get enough of your calls. Awesome, yep, yep. Yeah, do all the stuff, but like, yeah, like tell your friends, give us money. <laughs> and or you know do what you do you want to do yeah. right. okay I'm done sorry <laughs> well thanks again for listening <laughs> to another episode of the rules of acquisition we hope you come back next week as we go through another episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine for Wade James and myself I'm whispering my way to success <laughs> three to be out I've been doing a lot of meditating.
maybe I'll join a cult.